that was beautiful. Um, I'm Jessica. I'm the kids director here at Christchurch Albany, and I'm here to start our service off. Um, if you came in and did not get a candle, I have a box here. If anyone wants me to pass it around, anyone, any takers? No? Okay. They're all around if you need a candle, but um, we are Christchurch Albany, and we're so glad that you decided to join us for Christmas Eve. We're a group of people um, trying to love Jesus and the world, and so um, if you look in, I guess there's a program that was handed out, or if you received a program, you can find more information about our Sunday services and um, our community groups, and we'd love to have you join us sometime. So um, I am the kids director, and... Um, oh, before I start that, we have on the program a Connect card. If there's anything we can do for you, if you want to know more about our church, if you have a prayer request, if you have questions about faith, about who we are, um, you can fill this out, and there's something you can check on the back. And this table out here in the hallway, if you hand it in, someone will connect with you, and um, we'd love to talk to you. But So I'm the kids director, and each Christmas Eve, I try and think of something to include the kids and make it very family-oriented. So this year, in my family, since I was a baby, we've read this book, um, a little golden book about the story of Jesus. And I have a couple kids who are going to come help me with the story of Jesus. Um, if I, or if anyone wants to come up, if you're in kids' church and you want to come up and help with the manger scene, Gretchen... Scarlett, come on up. Who else? Seth, will you come up? You guys can have a seat right here. Thank you. If anyone else wants to come up, I have a couple pieces. Okay. If you guys want to grab the piece that you want. Okay. So um, we want to take a pause every time we come together. Life is busy. I don't know about you guys, but I was shopping right up till... 3.30. <laughs> um, and we need to take a pause and remember what obviously this season is. And so today I want to take a pause and look through the eyes of a child learning about Jesus' story for maybe the first time or new to the story. And um, so we're going to read the story and everyone who's helping me, can you look at me? When you hear your piece, look at your piece. Do you know what part of the story it is? So this is a sheep. That's going to be the shepherds, kings, that's a shepherd, a king. Okay, so when you hear it in the story, you're going to put it on the table. That's baby Jesus. <laughs> okay? All right, so when you guys hear your piece in the story, you're going to put it right on that black table, okay? And set up the major scene. Okay. Nights are good. They are for resting and sleeping. Some nights are stormy. Some nights are quiet. Some nights are dark. Some are bright with a big moon and twinkling stars. And some nights are nothing special, and some are very special. One night, a night long, long ago, was a special night, a very special night. The town of Bethlehem was quiet. Almost everyone was asleep in the stable of an inn, slept a man and a woman. The man was Joseph. Who has Joseph? Who has Joseph? Let's see. I think you have Joseph. Okay. And then the woman was Mary. 
who has Mary. Good. They had to sleep in the stable. When they had come to Bethlehem that day, they found the inn crowded. In the same stable slept the cows and the donkeys. I don't know if we have any cows and donkeys. Oh, great. During the night, a wonderful thing happened. A baby was born to Mary. He was a special baby. He was the son of God. Mary wrapped the baby in soft clothes. Then she laid him on the soft hay in the manger. I will name you Jesus, Mary said. It was a very special night, a very special night indeed. That very same night, out on a hill near Bethlehem, shepherds were taking care of their sheep. To them, this was the same kind of night as any other night when they watched over their sheep and lambs. Suddenly, a bright light shone around them, and a bright and shining angel stood before them. Do not be afraid, said the angel. I bring you good news, good news for everyone. Tonight in the city of Bethlehem, the Savior, Christ the Lord, is born. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Then there were many angels praising God. They said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill among men. As quickly as they had come, the bright light and the angels were gone. Once more, the night was dark and still the shepherds were amazed. Let's go to Bethlehem, they said. There they found Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. On the way home, the shepherds thanked God for what they had seen and heard on that very special night. At night, in a land far away, some wise men were looking at the stars in the sky. Who has the wise men? They saw a big new star. It meant God's son was born. How excited the wise men were. They planned a trip to the faraway land to find the baby to worship him and to give him gifts. It was a very special night, that night long ago, when Jesus was born. Thank you, guys. You can go back to your seats. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to go on over to our service. Thank you, Lord, for this night. I thank you for Christmas, God. I thank you for the gift that you are to us. And I pray tonight as we pause and reflect and um, take a minute away from the busyness of Christmas, Lord, that we would remember that you are a gift that was given of peace and goodwill to men, Lord. With all that's going on in our world, tonight, would you um, remind us of the hope, God, that this season means to us, that we have a hope in you, the Savior of the world. And I thank you for this evening together and everyone that gathered. In Jesus' name, amen. If you feel up for it, if you want to stand, we're going to sing some, sing some Christmas songs together. So... Um, let's, let's do it. Angels, we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains, and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains. Glory 
seated. This is the message of Christmas, that God loves you, and 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 you. And you, God loves everybody in this room. And God loves everyone in the world. Because God loves them out there. And God loves them over there. God loves the folks that you saw earlier today. God loves the folks that you drove past. God loves the people that you're going to see tomorrow. God loves the people that you're excited to see. God loves the people that you're dreading a little bit to see. Uh, if you were, um, please don't now, but if you were to get out your phone and to open whatever social media app you like to use, and you were to start to scroll through, you would see a wide range, I'm sure, of people and your connections people that you agree with, people that you disagree with, but the one thing that they all have in common is that God loves every single one of them. One of the things that I always think is amazing, uh, I drive to Christmas Eve service and just see different Christmas lights and drive past other buildings where people gather, just like the scope of Christmas. A recent population says that there's like 8 billion people in the world and around like 3 billion of them are, uh, say at least that they're Christians. Uh, and by the way, those other 5 billion people who do not claim to be Christians, God loves them too. But of the 3 billion people, many of them who are gathering in buildings or maybe houses uh, or huts or shanties or living rooms or a crowded hotel room today or tomorrow, and they just have all this like range of like people. There's folks that are, have exceptional financial means, some other people who are not exactly sure how they're going to pay for everything that they just bought. There's folks that are feeling in their body different levels of sickness and aches and, and pains, people who have spent time in hospitals and waiting rooms, maybe even funeral homes over the last couple days or maybe in the coming days. And then you broaden out the scope and you think about like just the world and just how many people are gathering in different places today. And folks in, in the Ukraine, in Russia, in Gaza, in Israel, under the threat of war, and yet they're coming together and they have the audacity to sing things like joy to the world and peace on earth. 
because somehow they believe that it's not about their present circumstances, but that there's something else in the air, something else supernaturally going on that is making a new world possible. God loves you. I want to read the Christmas story, and before we read it, uh, I want to say this prayer together. Uh, So I will say a line, and then if you all would repeat that line afterwards as we uh, say this opening prayer together. Surprising God, open our ears to hear this familiar story as if it were the first time. That was pretty good memory. Uh, you you got to keep, give them the words, Ron. There you go. <laughs> Open our eyes to see the diverse cast gathered at the manger. Open our hearts to the power of your love as revealed in this amazing story. Open our lives to the possibility of transformation as we encounter once again God with us, Emmanuel. Amen. Let me read this from Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree. Give us some background. Let's make this moody in here. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Cornelius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea. To Bethlehem, to the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven 
and on peace to those whom his favor rests. Peace on earth. To whom his favor rests. Whose favor does God who does God favor? Who does God rest his favor upon? Apparently, according to this story, his favor rests to shepherds. Folks who didn't have the job that anyone maybe wanted in that day, dirty, long, hard hours, because of the stuff you had to touch and step in, be around. You are continually ceremonially unclean, so you can never go into the temple. And God looked at these poor young shepherds and favored them. And according to this story, a young, incredibly financial hardship, young couple, Mary and Joseph, engaged but not married yet, pregnant. They have a supernatural reason behind this pregnancy that they know, they've told other people, but surely there was suspicion. Surely there was judgment. And God favored them. And soon, some wise men would come in, some Eastern Gentiles, and would walk into this Jewish household, maybe the first Gentiles that had ever been in that home. And God favored them. And the story reoccurring throughout Jesus is that Jesus just favors the people that nobody else wants to favor. The people on the wrong side of the racial class, on the wrong side of the socioeconomic class, the people that the religious types thought were too sinful. These are the folks that Jesus ate with. These are who Jesus spent time with. This is who Jesus favored. But God is love. And love can't be forced Love can't be manipulated. Love is given with a choice. And the shepherds and everybody, you, me, we have a choice. Story continues. So when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen, which were just as they had been told. Pondering all the things in her heart, rejoicing and praising God, even though nothing had actually changed. Their circumstances were identical. They were going back to the same sheep, to the same hillside, to the same dead-end job. Mary and Joseph were still broke. They still had the judgment of people around them because of their circumstances. But yet, because a baby had been born, something new was growing inside of them. That even though the circumstances didn't change, everything changed. Because they believed God loved them enough to come down. 
The message of Christmas is that God loves you. God loves you if you're in a job that you don't enjoy. God loves you if you feel like other people are judging you. God loves you if you have questions and doubts and you're not sure about any of this. God loves you if you're sinful. God loves you if you've done pretty well. God loves you. Let's say this next prayer together. You can repeat after me. God of peace, calm me and heal me. Let your peace reign in my heart at this very moment and for all eternity. We make our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Amen. This is love. God is love. And this is how much God showed his love for us. That God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. This is the kind of love that we are talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and damage that they've done to our relationship with God. I want to invite you. If you are here, if you are interested in feeling and experiencing the love of God, there are four tables around that have communion set up on them. And they are symbols of this God who came down to earth and lived among us and gave his life for us. I invite you now to make your way to one of the tables and let's celebrate communion together.
2,000 years ago, a guy with a great name named John wrote, a real guy with real doubts and real feelings, real emotions, real intellect, wrote these words. From the very first day we were there, taking it all in, we heard it with our own ears. We saw it with our own eyes. We verified it with our own hands. The word of life appeared right before our eyes. We saw it happen. And now we're telling you in the most somber prose that what we witnessed was incredibly this. The infinite life of God himself took shape before us. We saw it. We heard it. And now we're telling you so that you can experience it along with us. This experience of communion with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. Our motive for writing is simply this. We want you to enjoy this. Your joy will double our joy. This, in essence, is the message we heard from Christ and are passing on to you. God is light, pure light. There is not a trace of darkness in him. And he loves you so much.
Prince of Peace, Savior of the world, God who loves us when we are near, God who loves us when we are far. I pray that you open up our hearts to maybe beliefs, thoughts, love, and peace and joy that we have pushed aside for whatever reason. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your peace. And then help us to pass that same love and peace and joy on to those that we meet and those that we see. Help us to love as you love. Truly you taught us to love one another. Your law is love. Your gospel is peace. In your name we pray. Amen. Merry Christmas. We love you guys. Uh, you can extinguish your candles when you're ready and leave them on the chairs. Uh, feel free to stay and uh, spend time with family, uh, new and old, as long as you want. Uh, Merry Christmas.